guest today who is none other than Charles Hemmel. Uh, Charles is the head of crypto at Opera and he's a Web3 expert. And as Opera is using Ethereum, I hope we uh, can have some discussions around that later on. Charles, welcome to the show. Hi, happy to be here. How are you today? You're at an office. Yeah, uh, one of the only people in the office uh, in these strange times. Um, but yeah, good, good to be here. And the non-fungible human. <laughs> yes, uh, which is a kind of an, an inside joke for people who are into crypto. Oh, we got um, it. We got, we got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I hope you got it. Uh, it's part of the official Opera crypto swag, which you can get um, I, I, in the I, Opera I... browser. <laughs> Oh, you can order it uh, via in the Opera browser, and then you have a dedicated swag website where people can order it. Yeah, it's kind of a meta uh, crypto experience. You use the crypto, the Opera browser. You use the wallet inside the Opera browser to order your Opera swag using crypto. Awesome um, on our nice. store, and it's a crypto only swag store. So yeah, check it out. A crypto only swag store. You heard it here first, people. I guess yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Merchant know adoption. Know. <laughs> we'll put the uh, link in the show notes or yeah. for people to, to try it out uh, you sure. are living in sweden but you're originally canadian that's how did correct. that happen yeah um so originally from canada i am um, you know i studied software engineering there and um you know there was this opportunity to come to linshopping of all places um wow. Like go to a bunch of places in in France and you know drink wine, but I thought no Sweden, meatballs, Volvo, this is a place to be. So um, so that's why I ended up in, in Linköping uh, first. And um, you know I've had this question a lot uh, over the years, like why why Linköping? Well, it's, it sort of ended up being like that. I think Linköping is one of the few places with a you know a strong technical university, and I've. Uh, you know, I found my place here and I've uh, been living in Sweden for over 10 years. And um, also that matches pretty much with my time at Opera. Um, mm. So um, you've been yeah, with Opera now for for 10 years? For over 10 years, yeah. And, wow. you know, thanks oh, uh, a big part, uh, you know, how I could start there was also that, you know, English was the the language of work, right? Uh, mm. Of course, it is in many places in uh, in Sweden nowadays, especially in our industry. But um, you know, being able to you know start working in a foreign country in English was a, is a big uh, big plus. Mm. Uh, so I've been lucky to to be part of this uh, opera journey in, in Sweden for the past ten years. And was the crypto initiative your idea originally? Well, how did it come yeah, out? so I played a big part in in uh, sort of pitching it uh, internally and you know gathering momentum uh, in the organization to build it. Uh, I started, you know, my interest in crypto. I'm nowhere near the OGs that that you guys are, and you know, I haven't been in the 2011 2013 phase, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I started being really deep into this early 2017, um, and then. Yeah, gradually sort of spending more and more of my, my time on this and um, digging more into the tech and seeing this opportunity of of uh, this this kind of hybrid browser wallet uh, product. Um, so can you, can back, you walk us yeah. through the yeah. evolution of what you were doing before to that point? 
Like, because of course um, you, you saw the whole transition if you're talking about a 10 years uh, time period up until the point where you said, okay, here there's this fit for crypto. Uh, yeah, so Opera is, I mean, in, in internet terms has been around for forever. Right? Hmm. It's, um, I think it's over, uh, at least the Swedish branch is over 20, 20 something years uh, old. Uh, we've been making browsers for forever uh, on all the platforms. And back then, the main uh, one of the main businesses was making browsers for things that didn't have one. Right? You had TVs, setup boxes, game consoles. We were the browser. Uh, Nintendo we, DS with the Nintendo program. DS uh, and um, you know a, a bunch of uh, different phone platforms because you know back then there was probably five, six, seven phone platforms um, mm. before smartphones were a thing, before uh, app stores were a thing. You know, browsers used to be preloaded onto phones. Uh, so we, we were very good at, you know, porting our browser because historically it's been the most resource efficient. So back then, you know, if you, even if you had a few megabytes of memory, you could still run Opera and, and browse the web. So that was uh, a big thing. Um, then, uh, you know, a big, big transition for Opera was the, the switch to, to Chromium. Um, you know, we used to have this Presto engine, which was super uh, resource efficient in which we successfully ported to so many platforms. Um, and the, the Chromium switch was a big shift, um, you know, culturally inside the company, but also like in the, in the market, like it was one, uh, one browser engine, um, it's it's Google's browser engine, right? Just to to uh, to get that clear. Or, or yeah, it's Chromium is a is a open source project, uh, yeah. which is largely uh, where, where Google is one of the main contributor and backer. But Opera yeah. is also uh, a contributor to the the Chromium project, and we use that engine to to make our browser. And uh, but really, making a browser is much more than compiling Chromium, um, mm. and that's one of the things that uh, I spotted as an opportunity. Uh, you know, re with regards to crypto is that you, in 2017, you started seeing some wallets, especially Ethereum ones, starting to try to build browsers. And uh, you, what you end up with is, is a good wallet with a not so good browser because building a browser is much more than compiling Chromium or importing a, a web view component. Um, there's so much more to it. So I felt like this was uh, really a good opportunity for us to take the, the browser, which is the, the, the piece that is hard to build and uh, attach to it a, a wallet where you can you know, interact with these new kinds of, of dApps, these new kinds of Web3 applications uh, hmm. in, in the browser you use for everything else. So, and then you had to build a team internally yourself. So what were you doing up until that point? And then I guess, how did you go about building the team? That, uh, well, that I've had the today? different roles. Uh, I'm not sure how, how interesting that is for, for everyone, but, uh, you know, I've mm -hmm. had different roles in uh, Opera Mini, which is the kind of the super resource efficient uh, browser. Um, I've had uh, roles in, in BD and really always tried to be, the bridge between engineering and, and, you know, BD and, and sales. Um, mm -hmm. 
so uh, worked a lot with um, you know big partners like Google to to sh like ship new features that were integrated in the product. Um, but crypto was really sort of the, the the you know the stereotypical rabbit hole for me that once. Once I saw that uh, first you know, Bitcoin transaction confirm, uh, I remember like watching like a block explorer and I thought, wow, this is cool. And then, uh, <laughs> and then you need to figure out how to build something that actually works. So, so how, uh, yeah, how did so, you go about it? And where, where is the product of uh, Opera's uh, wallet integration today? Right. So um, we started, uh, you know, building uh, at the root of it. The wallet is. Is a is a is a thing to that stores keys and signs things. Those mm. keys. Uh, so, like functionally, it's it's a very simple thing, but it needs to be integrated in a way that um, you know that is easy to use for the for someone, but also easy for developers to to build with. Um, so we had to do a bit of research on. You know what are these wallets using today? What is what are these Ethereum DApps? This was all kind of new knowledge for for everyone in the company, and um, yeah, how to try to make something that works with uh, with these emerging new so Web three APIs um, in a way that's that sort of goes with the spirit of the web, that it's not like a proprietary standard, but you know, these, these APIs can be used by anyone. And if you use Opera, then things are just much more easier, much more easy for, for your users. Um, so today we have, um, we have a browser on, on Android, on uh, iOS and on desktop that uh, has this wallet functionality. And what that means is that you can, with the same browser, um, which has a bunch of other interesting features like built-in VPN, ad block, mm. um, and such, also start using these new blockchain Web3 services and, um, super easily. And and what about the uh, of how many? What is the install base of uh, Opera today? So Opera today is about 350 million uh, monthly active users. So like actual people using our browser on some platform every month. Mm. Um, so, so in crypto sense, this is absolutely enormous. Um, mm. Of course, um, not all of them are, are using crypto uh, today, but uh, the potential is, is certainly there. And um, can, can we're also... How many, do, how can you tell us how many of those are, are have installed a wallet and how many have interacted with the, with the wallet? I think we're not ready to communicate numbers yet. Um, okay. But uh, what's Above also below your ex your personal expectations? <laughs> <That's a question>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think what, what's interesting is that this. What I see is you know crypto. We're all. I think we in this group are all. Um, interested in it uh from a at least an intellectual point of view like this is interesting technology that you want to learn but at least in sweden it, it doesn't solve many problems so, so what's interesting about opera and crypto i think is that mm. our user base a, a big chunk of that 350 million is in places where you know crypto can actually solve problems 
And, and um, see, okay, so and do you see that back in the adoption numbers that the the actual usage within crypto is from specific geographies where you would expect people uh, to be interested in in cryptocurrency? Um, I think it. Yeah, I, I'm not too. Uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, I cannot comment too much on that, but we've seen it in places that you know match um, sort of. Well, there's a, there's a lot of interest in crypto in a bunch of countries like uh, very far from Sweden that uh, you know match what we see on our on our metrics. Um, okay. And and what about yeah. what about the the type of usage that you would see on the platform now? Is it because you you have of course the wallet, and I think there, mm -hmm. you know, we we've co collaborated obviously with Cefella, mm -hmm. but only for Sweden uh, for mm -hmm. acquiring your first crypto, which is one yep. use case, the an acquisition. But then, do you see people uh, use the sort of decentralized uh, apps that are available yeah. through through the browser? And yeah. and are there maybe certain types of depths that are particularly popular there yes um so um first of all uh, when we launched uh, which was about a year ago um at least on android there was no way to to buy crypto mm. uh, so you, you had to come to the product and to be able to use it you had to you know be a crypto user already owning crypto having some on an exchange and transferring it to your wallet. Um, so initially, that's been the group of people, uh, sort of people who, who are into crypto, people who are developing crypto applications. Uh, so a, a rather small group, but a very technologically like um, able group. Um, now we've really tried to scale up on the on the on-ramp side of things so being allowing users to buy their first crypto with opera uh in various markets and we're sort of really scaling that up we started with you with with Cefalo, um which is you know the best the best way to do it in sweden no no questions asked uh not shilling just fact <laughs> um and then uh we as you know in crypto it's um Anything that touches fiat is tricky, right? Um, so it, it took us some time to to find the right partners outside of, of Sweden to enable that feature. But now we've been uh, rolling to more countries with uh, Wire. Uh, so in the US, um, so we've been seeing like people are using that feature um, to get started. You can buy crypto with Apple Pay, which mm. you know, if you compare that to creating an exchange account going through KYC. Yeah, uh, it's it's at least a 10x better experience. Yeah, so we're seeing encouraging numbers there. Um, and then if you look at you know that usage, um, then really the two main ones are um, sort of blockchain games, which are around say, digital scarcity and game items. Uh, we actually partner with um, a Swedish app called Marble Cards. Okay. Uh, that allows you to create a, a digital collectible of a website. Um, but mm. the thing is, there can only be one card for that site. Mm. So there's kind of an incentive for people to go out and create those cards. Um, and then eventually cre they'll create a game that allows you to, to play with those cards. I think so that's something that's... Uh, so yeah. Th this is it? So that, 
yeah, uh, you should check it out. So I have a few, like for example, they, um, not sure how deep I should go there, but um, you know, they release, like let's say they open up creation of cards for tesla.com. Um, so I was pretty excited about that and I, I got a, a, a very cool card out of it. And so it's an NFT. A, yeah, it's, it's an, an NFT. NFT. So, yeah. So, and you know, it makes sense to be in a browser to, to create this digital collectible of a website. Hmm. Um, but yeah, th this kind of uh, digital collectible based games, uh, you're starting to see it on, in football as well. And people are spending real money in these games. And Opera is really the, the only and really the, the best place to, to use these, these new games because you know, it's, a, it's a great browser with a great wallet inside. Um, hmm. There's no extensions. Um, it's really seamless. So what we see is developers a... are really keen to work with us. Uh, can I first ask what's real money? Just as a ref point of no, reference. real money, not in the, like what the currency being used, but like in they're spending uh, real amounts. money. In, okay. Yeah, like there's in yeah. dollar equivalent thousands and tens of thousands of dollars being interesting. Um, you know, uh, exchanged or won or uh, in these in these games. Tristan, you had a question. You had a question, Tristan? Sorry, I'm breaking up. <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, yeah, yeah, from a product perspective, Charles, what's, mm. uh, what's the advantage of actually having a wallet inside the browser instead of using an extension like MetaMask? Uh, well, dude, the big advantage is ease of use. Um, that, you know, if you're... A, you don't have to install anything. So just from a software distribution aspect, uh, not having to install anything uh, is a big advantage. Uh, just explaining the concept of a browser extension to someone uh, is, you know, it's foreign to most people. Um, and there's also, you know, unique risks associated with, with extensions. Uh, security risks um but i think i would say the main advantage is distribution and complexity that you know, if you're a like developer don't even yeah. have extensions right so you would have to yeah so, it into the browser in those cases so that, that's an interesting uh question so for browsers is a special kind of app it's an app that you know you can use for many different things and websites and services but mobile apps that want to use crypto today, they they have to build the wallet um, inside, at least the key management part. Uh, there's no, well, it's starting now, but um, there's no real like OS level crypto API that allows an app developer to sort of offload the, the wallet functionality to the OS. Um, we're starting to see that with things like the HTC Exodus, uh, with the Samsung blockchain SDK, um, and that thing that that's where it's going. Like no one wants, no game developer wants to build a wallet. Uh, it's too complex. It's completely. Uh, there's no added value for the game, and so it's for them it's dead weight, and um, there's a lot of risk with key management, as we all know. So. Um, I think in the future, key management and, and wallets will be something that's provided by the OS and apps like the browser will uh, hook into that. But for the time being, 
I think the browser will will have to do the extra work. Um, and we'll have to see also like distribution wise, these, these developers building apps that rely on these gate, central gatekeepers like the App Store, the Play Store. Um, maybe they're not gonna have such a easy time publishing their app through that. Um, maybe it's gonna violate some TNCs and um, you know just make them unoperable. So I think the web is, uh, at least in the ethos, is fits the best with this kind of, of app. If you're building a crypto app, I think deploying it on the web, having a web front end to it um, makes a lot of sense, uh, both just economically, it's much cheaper to, to distribute, but also um, it fits with the kind of decentralized censorship resistant nature of the backend, which is the, the blockchain. Sorry, that was a bit long, but... Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh yeah. This, so this is a screenshot of the. Um, <laughs> I thought there was a hair on my screen, but it was actually the swoosh of the website. Uh, <laughs> sorry, a great design. It was just that there was a very small resolution on my screen. Um, so uh, this is the browser. This is an example of the the actual wallet, and and it's clear that you guys have spent a lot of time on the actual interface. And I I guess the hardest part for that is the onboarding experience that you you had to create. And you met you mentioned, I I guess the getting the app on um, through the app store. Is there any difficulty with the type of functionality that you guys are adding to the to the app when it relates to crypto to get it through the app store are you dealing with sort of those same kind of procedures that are making it hard for you to release things that are particularly related to this or is it an easier process because you know opera is a publicly traded company and generally the the release updates are trusted um no so we we haven't had any challenges there um I think, you know, a browser is a special kind of app. Um, and I think it's, I think it's well understood both on the, the Apple side and, and the Google side that, um, you know, the web is a platform. Um, it needs browsers to, to thrive. And, mm. um, you know, I think it's, it would be surprising for, for them to object to, to such functionality. Um, yeah okay okay and so um maybe we can have another look at the uh <laughs> at the sure. at the page because can, can you walk us through for the newbies you know how the onboarding process what it looks mm -hmm. like or how it works for the average user so you're installing right. the browser on your phone and that, yeah. then we'll so, have a so most most people you know, they, they have a phone, okay, they, they, they have a computer, there's a browser or two already, right? So for someone to to go and get Opera, there has to be something more or different, uh, something they like. Um, so crypto is, is part of that. Um, it's part of our kind of unique features. And if people come to Opera for crypto, then um, basically the, the, after install, they have to enable the wallet, which is, a one one tap operation uh, that basically generates the keys, mm -hmm. and you know just from a quick technical uh, aspect, this is a 
what's called a, a non-custodial wallet, a user-controlled wallet. So the, the keys are generated on the phone, kept on the phone, and you know, Opera has absolutely no control over the keys. Um, and after that stage, then you're presented with this UI that you see um, uh, on your screen. Uh, and now we have this this buy button in more countries where okay if you you can either buy crypto right away or you can go to the DAP store, uh, which is this D button at the bottom, uh, and this is kind of our DAP explorer where you know we help people discover new DeFi DAPs, uh, new games, new social networks that use crypto because um, it's still so early that. The, the likelihood of you stumbling upon a Web3 site is very low. So we need to guide mm. people uh, to these sites. But one thing that I think is pretty cool in our onboarding is if you do just go to a site that is Web3 enabled mm. um, and you don't have the wallet, then we we sort of prompt you to enable it right away. Mm. Um, so the, the site won't say, you know, you need a Web3 browser. It, it, it will just wait until the, the wallet is created. And uh, uh, so really try to have a, a very seamless experience. And and so do you experience with the people who do install it that they there's any resistance or any disappointment because people lose their keys and they lost access to their money, like the classic crypto issues? Do, have you experienced that as well, Shalpra? Um Well, there, there is, of course... Uh, uh, you know, we, one of the challenges with you know making a wallet is you know key management and explaining to users. Um, so we we try to be conscious about this feature um, in, in that regard, and really try to to make it very hard for people to to lose their keys. Uh, so we we haven't had a lot of issues there. I think. A, the main complaint that that keeps coming up is why why can't I buy crypto right there? Right, so hmm. this is something that we're focusing on and uh, deploying to to more countries. Um, but uh, I would say that the the reception has been very positive. Um, I think people, especially in the developer crowd, acknowledge how how important browsers are in this um, in this adoption equation i would say mm-hmm. um so and, yeah it's been uh, overly positive so the, and that the monetization value of course uh crypto purchases and selling that you might enable in the future is obvious are there are there any like monetization models that that opera is looking at around depths or are yeah how are you looking at monetization think, uh, online? A, a big um so one of the ways uh, Opera makes makes money today is is distribution. So we mm. we help uh, you know companies and, and services, uh, websites, stores get traffic. Um, so I think we can um, you know, and one of the goals with this is we can be the distribution partner for these developers that want to reach a bigger audience and want to tell their users, hey, it's one tap thing. Use Opera and it's going to work. Um, and I think you're, you're going to see more of that, these kind of that partnerships uh, in the future where they, they much prefer guiding their users to Opera than telling them, go do this 20-step process, uh, install this extension, 
and uh, hopefully we see you at the end. Uh, I think if you, if you know anything about product, uh, if you know anything about distribution, um, you know, the, the more steps you add, uh, the more people you lose. Um, so, yeah. and, and, um, so talking about that future in the future, what is the future for uh, these crypto efforts or maybe in general, like, how do you see the evolution of this product and the wider opera product? Hmm? Um, so I think crypto will, will remain, um, sort of important differentiator for us. Like we want to be known as the browser for web three. And if you're at all interested in, in crypto and, uh, trying these new, these new kinds of services, uprise is the place to go. So, um, it's. That's sort of the, the central uh, pitch to, to users. We want to be the browser for Web3. Um, and then, uh, you know, expanding to more countries, adding support for, for more protocols. Uh, you've seen really lately we, we did this integration with uh, IPFS. So crypto, it's, it's about money, but it's also about um, these new kinds of, of uh, networks and this, mm -hmm. in this case of IPFS uh, file storage networks. So now Opera is also adopting this, this new Web3 protocol. Um, so yeah. Um, and you integrate yeah. with the ENS as well, right? So someone could just uh, yeah, type so in we, an ENS yeah, domain so and it will show up right away. That's correct. We So ENS is this, uh, think of it as you know, DNS for, for Ethereum. We, we have added support for ENS and uh, dot crypto as well. Um, so instead of using wallet addresses, uh, or if you do a parallel to, to websites, IP addresses, now you can use names. Um, so that's another uh, protocol that's been getting, or uh, a name system that's been getting a lot of traction. Um, also helps with usability. Right now you can you can register your name, Frank. Uh, e Frank. Crypto, and um, you know you can both browse to it mm. and send money to it. Mm. So um, about the finance as aspect, because now you're giving people you're giving people access to a wallet where mm. they are in control over their money. But essentially, this is the first time where Opera as a browser is fulfilling some kind of role as a financial platform do you do you see the opera essentially also becoming a, a type of bank where more financial services are going to be integrated or are you or you believe it's it's a different kind of service offering that opera is providing to the market uh well it's hard for me to to comment on that but um what i can say is the the wallet we have today the way it's built um it's really something that's uh, non-custodial um, so it's, it's something that user is opting into, um, and, and depositing assets into in a way that Uprise is simply the, the interface to that. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, sort of banking, um, sort of fintech services, what we call DeFi being built on Ethereum that, uh, if you ask me the best way to access them is, is through Opera. So, uh, Basically, this tech allows anyone to to create a bank, mm. um, and I think Opera today is is the best way to to access all these 
these new okay these so new clearly banks. staying steering away <laughs> from being a bank yourself so maybe you can highlight a couple of cool projects that you you've seen that you are excited about yeah um uh, one of them it's a dap called uh pool together um yeah it's on ethereum and um what what i think is is cool about it well okay so maybe a first uh, quick description um so it's a it's a lottery game but it's a what's called a, a, a no loss lottery game so mm. you pull you pull your money into to this um uh into a, an interest bearing uh, stable coin <laughs> very catchy name um you, people put money into their pool uh through these like lottery tickets the the pool generates interest to this um, this uh, savings account, and at the end, when the ticket is is uh, is drawn, um, the interest generated by the pool is given to the winner. But then everyone can claim back their, their token. So it's in a way, no one loses, but there's always a winner, and then the the round starts again. And what what I think is cool about it, apart from the the, the UI is very friendly, great job at education is the composability um, mm. and really shows you the, the power of smart contract platforms, but also especially on Ethereum, where you have people building on top of each other's work in a, in a very <laughs> permissionless way. And I think permissionless is, uh, I'm not a big fan of the word, but it's, uh, but it's quite powerful that, um, you know, if you're a software developer, you today you make apps. Uh, you're using components from different parties. You're using APIs. You're uh, complying to TNCs. You're maybe paying per API call. But there's always a gatekeeper. There's always a permission to ask to to take a building block from someone and build your app with it. Hmm. Um, but in this new world, someone like Pull Together can say, "All right, we we have this." This Dai stablecoin. We have this lending platform that generates interest. Um, let's take that building block. Let's connect it to the other one in, in a Lego-like fashion, uh, and completely without the acknowledgement or knowledge of that other party, which can lead to very wild and, and crazy experiments. But I think when innovation is is not limited by by gatekeepers. That's where um, it goes the, the quickest. Um, so that's that's one of the things that, in particular, pull together is very interesting. But composability, I think, is something that's underrated uh, property in, in kind of blockchains. Um, and that's uh, that that links to your view of what the web free is about where would you point people if they want to read more about web3 or just uh generally have an interest in in the type of things you're describing mm -hmm. uh well i think uh, consensus is doing a, a good job at it uh to like consensus is one of the sort of, uh, ethereum incubator um and they they've put out a, a good uh sort of vision of web3 um mm -hmm document that uh, you know it's good to to see um but also what, what uh, anderson horowitz is, is putting out now with with this fund uh they have a separate statement um outlining their vision for web3 i think that's 
that's a good primer. Um, they have a bunch of YouTube videos also giving presentations of their vision for Web3. Okay. You should look into that. We'll look, With we'll the Ethereum 2.0 launch coming up, are there any like big changes to the Web3 ecosystem coming up as well? Or is it more or less the same, but faster? Um, well, Ethereum 2 is, of course, is a big one. Um, I can't say I'm following that super closely. Um, but of course, it, it will affect... Um, you know, our, our, our product in some shape or form, I'm sure. Um, there's always new chains coming that, you know, say that they're going to do this and that uh, better or than Ethereum. Um, I think it's going to be hard to see which which one is the winner there uh, in the short term. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we're just to... Um... We're ending. We're getting close to the end in, in terms of our time. Um, is there anything uh, you look you you can say what what crypt, what uh, Opera is working on, or any other thing you would like to say that uh, about Opera and the efforts that you guys are having around crypto that people should know about? Um, yeah, I think uh, we. One thing I'm particularly keen on is this. Um, this integration we've done with uh, HTC, they have this uh, Exodus phone that they, mm -hmm. they have made a nice website with it explaining everything. But um, that's really, I think, the where the future is going. You have a, a phone that is uh, contains a, a hardware-like wallet um, that makes sure the keys are super secure, but also they're easily recoverable with friends. Mm. Um, while having this convenience of a, a browser with a wallet, um, something you should check out. This is live. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is in market. Uh, it's called HTC Exodus. Mm. Um, and they've released a new version now that uh, is much cheaper. Um, it's like okay. 300 euros. Uh, something. If you're, if you're at all uh, so playing with Ethereum or, or Bitcoin, um, I think it's an interesting phone to to look into. What's a app that everyone should try in their Opera browsers today? Uh, I'm gonna say uh, uh, try Marble Cards. Marble Cards. Yeah. Okay. We have, we have put and, and buy the crypto with the fellow, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Did it take you that long, Charles? <laughs> All right. Buy it as a fellow, spend it on the cards. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to thank you so much for uh, joining uh, this uh, this uh, evening from your office. You should be at home by now. We really appreciate it. I guess it's completely empty there. It's both Sweden and it's COVID-19. Um, yes. But thanks for taking the time, Charles. Uh, really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Tristan. Thank thanks, Charles. Bye. And next week, we will uh, have Tabita on the show. Let's see if we have the slides. Yes, so Tabita Cooper uh, will be on the show. She is an advisor at Innerbridge and Target 8, uh, former Nordia, Lloyds Banking Group, RBS, ING, Klarna, and Barclays. So we're diving in a world of banking and uh, to some the enemy, but you have to be friendly and learn from each other's perspectives because there's always wisdom on the other side. So every Monday at 7 p.m. next week at 7 p.m. with Tabita. Cooper. Um, and 
that's it for today. So I would like to thank again our guest, uh, Charles. Thanks so much. Have a good evening. Uh, thanks, Tristan. And of course, Matt uh, behind the technicals. Also, thanks to you. And looking forward to talk to everybody again next week. Have a good evening. <laughs>